And now we're rolling. Welcome back to another episode of FYC. For your child self. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Victoria. And this week we are discussing um, a movie that has finally been released into theaters for the first time. Disney Pixar's Turning Red. I've seen this movie a few times. I don't know if you had. No. Oh, several. Several, yeah. I've seen this movie a few times and it hit in such a particular way today. I'm really excited to talk about it. Me too. Victoria, what was your cartoon moment of the week? Oh my gosh. Um, have you seen the new Mr. and Mrs. Smith show? I haven't yet. I've heard so many good things, though. <laughs> I've really seen good. a lot of good things. I really like it. But on Saturday, I sat down to watch it, and it was very much like a SpongeBob five hours later situation where I like sat down and watched the first episode, and like five hours later, I was still watching the show, but not in like a binging type of way. Like I was just too high to realize that the episodes had changed. <laughs> what about you? Well, I don't know if it's so much cartoon, but it is... I guess, was Godzilla cartoon? Yeah. Yeah, well, well I've... he's they, animated. Well, he is animated. Yeah, you you are right on that. Godzilla does not exist. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> well, while you're plugging one show, I'm going to plug um, Monarch Legacy of Monsters, this, like, Apple oh. TV show. Oh, okay. Um, that I came o- across, like, unexpectedly, but, like, I'd heard, like, some mention of it at, like, work or something, and I watched it. I really dug it. It's so cool. Like okay. it has like Kurt Russell and Wyatt Russell playing the same character in two different timelines. And okay. it was a dope show. I watched. I watched, like watched it in like within two days. Okay, kind of like that. Yeah. Random side note, but because you mentioned Godzilla, have you seen the the renderings that that artist made and posted on his social media about Godzilla's legs? No, you haven't. You look confused. I do. I, I do. Look so confused. there's this, <laughs> but there is this um, artist on online and his name is bro. Don't like that love bro, but he's a Malaysian comic artist and he made this like infographic of about like the problem with Godzilla king of the monsters is that his legs when he's in the ocean and he's like screaming up into the void, yeah. his legs would have to be. 12,000 feet long for him to be standing up in, in the middle of the ocean like he is. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, wait, is, is there, like, a visual? Yeah, here you go. All right. <laughs> I love it. Um, well, no, I... Godzilla really is having a moment, like monsters in general, which leads us to our episode about turning red. Yeah. About a 13-year-old girl named Mei Lin. She's Chinese-Canadian girl who reaches this crossroads in her life. Either stay her mother's dutiful daughter or grow up into the young woman she was meant to be. Or as it were, a giant red panda thing. <laughs> this was one of the three uh, movies. It's in theaters now, actually. So if you haven't okay. seen it yet... Um, or you haven't seen it since you watched it on Disney Plus where it was initially released and want to see it again, go watch it now. It's it's honestly like just as great seeing it on the big screen as it was when I got to see it the first time in 2022 when it came out. Um, like during the pandemic, it was a straight to Disney Plus release, part of the soul, like Luca, like era of yeah. Pixar films that just went straight well, to Disney Plus. That's the thing. It's like it's part of that era because it went straight to Disney Plus. But it really shouldn't have. Like, people were back in the theaters well before this movie came out. But we'll we'll talk about that in a second. I just did want to mention that right now. But this movie is directed by Domi Shi, who also directed the Pixar short, Bao. In case you don't remember, I love that short. Um, that you, Like, for those who, like, don't remember or need reminding, it's the one about the little bow ball that has a great relationship with his mom until he grows up and like rebels um definitely see some common themes here in this movie yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) also takes place in canada (laughs) also takes place in canada and i just want to like add like a little tidbit here that i think is really important to like note this whole little like ecosystem that pixar has created for itself where it's like it's its own incubator where all the pixar shorts not all of them but where pixar shorts eventually get turned into concepts for feature length films. And I really, really love that. Like you see that with Laloon, you see yeah. that with Bao. 
Um, yeah, a lot so, of these directors end up directing like the mm-hmm. bigger, like the feature length films. Yeah, and I think it's it's beautiful from like a film point of view where it's like this movie, like a short can genuinely convey so many things, so many emotions. I'll have a whole plot line. And then also can be expanded to do so in like a totally different type of way. But like at the end of the day, you're still experiencing these very human emotions and very human experiences mm. in different ways. And I just, I love that like multimedia part of it. It's, I guess it's not necessarily multimedia because it's both just animated films, but it's, yeah, it's different no, types of medias. But no, yeah, there are different mediums like shorts versus feature lengths are like completely different. Yeah. Like you're only given so much room to tell a story in a short versus mm-hmm. a feature length where it's like you can explore characters and concepts in like a more yeah. thorough way. And I think that that was so masterful in that. And I, love yeah the fact that these two exist and they're essentially siblings no yeah i'm like and yeah they are. but no i'm really glad that like pixar like you know has like dami she on this project and like again like i love this movie so much um and i'm like i really hope that you know shorts directors are given opportunities to direct other Pixar features in the future. And speaking of, we really were like feeling our feels with the short that they put in. This is like the theatrical release of um, Turning Red. So this is the first time they actually put a short ahead um, because on Disney Plus, that's not the case. Yeah. But they did use one of their Spark shorts, which is like Pixar's program. They put it on their YouTube channel initially, but then it went on Disney Plus of like, you know, a collection of like Pixar animators that come together to make these shorts. And they put um, for Turning Red, Kit Bull, which is like this devastating but super sweet and also kind of funny, cute <laughs> um, short about a like teeny tiny kitty that befriends this like pit bull a teeny tiny black cat yeah i think it's very important to note that like black cats don't get adopted in shelters black cats do end up having to live on the streets and then a white pit bull who also doesn't get adopted in shelters and like people they usually get put down yeah they get because people think that they're inherently violent because they get quote they have this like bad reputation of being like bred to fight yeah, and right, and then th- that's the case for this pit bull. And yeah, and this sadly. black cat. <laughs> yeah, um, and it's just basically like how they become friends and how they find family in each other, and it's really beautiful. Um, if you don't watch it in this movie, you should check it out um, online or Disney Plus. Oh, Disney Plus, yeah. But yeah, this was like part of the thing that ground ground my gears of like, why didn't they release this? This came out in 2022. Yeah, granted, we were then and we still are in a pandemic. Yeah, but. This was at a point where, you know, vaccines were available. Mm -hmm. We weren't really considered in the danger zone anymore. And yet Disney made the choice of not releasing it. Yeah. Even though I had great marketing. I remember watching, like, they took advantage of those, like, boy band Backstreet Boys and sync songs in their marketing. And it worked so well for this movie. Um, I remember, like, just watching them be, like, hyped to see this. I wanted to see this on the big screen. Only to like be like you know it's coming out on Disney yeah, Plus, which you watch it on your freaking laptop. Yeah, but um, but I'm glad that now finally you know they've made the decision to release all these movies. And we you like you know if you haven't seen our episode on Soul, check it out. Um, but you'll remember yeah. Soul was another one of these movies that was released to theaters, um, for the first time. So, on that note, what were your initial thoughts? Okay, let me see my initial thoughts. Well, okay, so I've seen this movie three times now. The first time I watched it, my sisters were talking about it in our little group chat, and I was like, okay, done. I'm stopping what I'm doing right now, watching it. Watched it. I was like, wow, this is so cute. I loved it. So much fun. Whatever. About a few weeks later, I told a friend of mine who hadn't seen it. I thought that they would love it a lot. I was like, you need to watch it. And then when they watched it, they were kind of like, oh, this is so whatever, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, well, you're stupid. I loved it, but... You know, that kind of like I buried the casket with that one. I was like, okay, it's fine. Like, I'm not going to keep recommending it to people. Like, I loved it. And maybe I just loved it because it felt very personal to me. Mm. Again, like this is one of the we were talking about this a few weeks ago, like girl movies. Yeah. This you one. know, so I was like, maybe this is just one of the movies I don't recommend to everyone I know. And so that was that. And then when we were talking about it, like, oh, it's going to be re-released in theaters or released for the first time in theaters. So excited. Like, can't wait to watch it. Let's freaking go. And it was you, so we watched it this morning, and it was you, me, um, our friend Megan, and our friend Alex, 
it, it just felt like so girl power that all of us were watching it. And then there were other people in the audience too. And it was a small theater. I don't know. I just, I loved the viewing experience, which is something obviously you don't get when you're watching it alone at home or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, but things that stood out to me this time around that didn't necessarily stand out to me the first time I watched it or even the second time was like generally like the animation style mm. that was like insane and like so vivid, so vibrant. Also the editing and how um, quote unquote Gen Z it feels, even though essentially May is a millennial, like she's yeah. 13 in 2002. Yeah. And that's so important to know. This takes place in like Toronto in 2002. It's yeah. a very like, it. it's very much of the of time. Yeah. Like the feeling mm -hmm. of it. So I'm, um, and I think I, those are things that I didn't take away from the first few times I watched it. I didn't think like, oh, this movie is a quote unquote, a period piece or, oh, this movie is so um, culturally specific to being in the early 2000s. So I liked that this time around, I like got to hone in on that. And like, that's what most of my initial thoughts were about was like, wow, oh my God, 2002, the Tamagotchi oh and the boy band craze. And whereas last time, I think the thing I took away from, from it most was like, oh, puberty and friendship. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What about you? I initial mean, thoughts? I mean, for me, like, I remember, like, watching it for the first time, and I loved it. And it was mainly because of, like, the fangirl life, mm -hmm. like, culture. And again, it's like, yeah, the, it's very much a movie about girlhood. And, yeah. like, that phase where it's just, like, you're still very much girls, but you're making it's like you feel like oh my god this is such a momentous part of our lives like yeah we're about to become women and it's such a big focus in the movie yeah. like we're about to be initiated into womanhood we like, walk in girls and we walk out women yeah and favorite line and again like i just thought it like brought such a sweet nostalgia in me for like that era of my life granted like in the early 2000s like i was like very young like we both were like probably like what six seven or something in 2002 five Five, you think? Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not good at math here. Um, but it I was just, like 2002 was the best year of my life, and I know I was five. <laughs> <laughs> it, but it was just like that era just feels still like I remember that era so vividly, and yeah. just like the excitement for like CDs like coming out, and it was just like you know that's what I call music and like <laughs> kids bop. And oh my god, what were those? Um, the teeny tiny CDs. The 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 limited two sold them, and it I was know like a, I know exactly what you're talking oh about. Oh my god! That it had like the teeny tiny CDs me. like this. Yes, and it was like I remember. Um, I had one for Britney Spears. The like, oops, I did it again. Um, please write down in the comments if you know what these things are called. Yes, we cannot please. find them at the moment. I can't. Um, but would desperately like to know. So we will not be offering any reward money, but. If you do provide us with an answer, we will be very grateful. <laughs> we'll shout you out. And the next shout episode. Shout out your Instagram. <laughs> um, so, so, yeah, that was, like, my big initial impression was that was just, like, the feeling of girlhood. Um, yeah. Just, like, again, like, this, like, these deeply, like, these deep bonds of friendship. Mm -hmm. um, but then also it's, like, for me, it was just, like, again, like, just how I loved Maylin's sort of, like, self-assuredness, which, like, it's, again, it's, like, the age, like, where it's just, like, you know, you're not that insecure yet or mm -hmm. like you're, <laughs> she was such a baller. Yeah, she really was. She knew who she was. She knew what she liked. She knew who she loved. Like, yeah. And this is something, this is one of the, um, because this podcast is all about sparking your inner child. <laughs> this is one of the things that every time that I feel like artistically stuck or like just in a rut, I try to tap into my inner child and my inner child is strictly 12 and 13 like if I'm tapping into my five-year-old self that's something else you know what I mean yeah. like I there's something else that I am I'm doing I'm needing but if I'm trying to be like the best version of myself it's always 12 and 13 because it's such a cringy time but you're just doing your thing you're like happy you don't care about what other people are saying what other people are thinking even though obviously in this movie she does she introduces herself as someone that doesn't care you know what I mean and like whether it's a universal truth or not her reality is that she doesn't think that she cares and like that's that is so unique about being 11 12 13 14 that was my thought 
I feel like for me, I was a lot more self-conscious in those ages. So that's why like, I like for me, it's like the younger age. Oh, it's awful. Um, but, but still, I, I feel that like, yeah, I just remember it's that feeling. It's that feeling that it brings like, like 12 and like having to make a presentation about what I wanted my life to be like. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be an archaeologist slash, I don't know, a bunch of other stuff. And I was like, no, I truly believe this. Like, this is it, period. What was your favorite part of the movie? Um, okay. Well, like, it's like, again, like, if you haven't realized by now, spoilers, um, the climax. I love, and it's like always sends chills down my spine, that climax where it's like they're trying to redo the um, ritual with Ming. Uh-huh. Um, who's played by Sandra Oh, by the way, the incomparable. (laughs) Um, And they pull her into the circle and they're like, not only that all the aunties and May's grandmother, like willingly, like, you know, like are like unleash their inner panda by like, you know, smashing their own (laughs) relics and like risking that they might not get changed back. Yeah. Um, But like they get pulled in and they start singing the ritual again. And it's like this beautiful, like all melody and then all of a sudden, like, <laughs> May's friends start singing, too, and making yeah. their little beat, like, like as a callback from earlier in the movie. Including the four town. And then, yeah, the four town <laughs> comes out from the literal rubble <laughs> sing their own pop song. So I just love the blend, and that's, like, one of my favorite parts of the music, and we'll touch on that later. But, like, this blend of, like, the hip-hop and, like, this traditional, like, Chinese music just blending together in such a, like orgasmic sort of way. <laughs> um, I just love that whole sequence. I thought it was yeah. so cool. I also love about that part is they're not just the, the four town isn't just standing there singing scared. They're performing like they, they are were tr- fully they're committed, <laughs> fully committed to the bit. A hundred percent. All five of them in the zone. Like they were doing it with their whole bussy. Yeah. And I, I really they're do four love that. Four-tow bussy. Four-tow buses. Um, what was your favorite part? My favorite part's when they're, <laughs> quote-unquote, hustling the panda. They literally, like, can we just admit <laughs> they started an OnlyFans, like, but in person? <laughs> That's what it was. She was. <laughs> she yeah, was selling were. the panda. <laughs> yeah, she truly, really was. And, oh, my God, that was crazy. That's so true, though. But yeah, it's like they're they want these four town tickets and they don't have the only way that they can make money because again they're thirteen like they can't work other than do chores. But the tickets are two hundred dollars. Like, what's a tour gonna get you back in two thousand two? A dollar fifty? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, I was that's generous. I think. Uh, yeah. So I was thinking like a buck. Yeah. Um. Yeah. They so really they, hustled. <laughs> and on top of that, none of their parents wanted them to go. Yeah. Other than Miriam's. So. I just love that they like that part like is really them banding together and um, coming up with like a fun, exciting way to raise $800 for themselves. And on top of that, um, I love how time passes in that scene because it's so like, it's so quick. Yeah, we love a montage. This this definitely happened between like from, from Monday to Friday, like between eighth period and yeah, no, no, literally like at lunchtime, recess and after, after school. school when they were quote unquote doing mathletes. Yeah. Um, so I just, I really loved, it was just fun. It was funky. It like really solidified the <gasps> friendships with each other, like their dynamic, but also like the individual friends and their roles within yeah. the like ecosystem. I really, I don't know. I just, I think they had so a system cute. going yeah. and like they were really supporting each other through the whole like, yeah. Like, they are the great entrepreneurs of tomorrow. They really, or of today, as it were, because it's... Of um, yesterday. Or yesterday, yeah. <laughs> well, no, oh, I'm like, right, because now they're older. Yeah, now they're adults, Um, if they're out there. Um, they're Taylor Swift's age, actually. Oh, my God, they Swiftie are. Swiftie and me have to speak today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I give you that. <laughs> like, she came out last week or Yeah, I, I, that was a fun scene. And it was, like, another chance for us to, like, hear Four Towns music. Yeah. I just like loved getting like in like involved in this world of like Four Town. Like I really mm-hmm. like mind you, they, again, completely fictional band, but yeah. I was like absolutely like I'm like damn. By the end of this movie, I'm a Four Towny. And also, I had no idea that it was Billie Eilish and Phineas. Yeah, they they did the music. They wrote the music for the um Four Town, which makes sense because those songs were absolute bangers, especially the the theme of the movie. The like um, I never like what's it called. Hmm? The, you're never not on my mind. Oh, I, Is it on my mind? Oh, I. 
Um, Four ten. Like ride or die. I don't know, but that song absolute banger. Um, nobody like you. Nobody like you. Yeah. yeah. I never met nobody like, like you. you. And then also it was like so cool because this person who voices Robert, the um, one of the lead singers of Four Town, is Jordan Fisher, who is yeah incredible singer like literally like absolutely so it was a pleasure getting to hear him on this soundtrack um and yeah i was obsessed and then also again the score by ludwig um gornson okay i'm really hoping wins the oscar um what did he do oppenheimer score this year oppenheim yeah whoa the same that composer, is crazy. The, the same composer for Turning Red, also composed Oppenheimer. That that is versatility. You yes. Guys. Um, oh, that's insane. And again, but yeah, the score was really good. I was actually thinking about that, like when she. It was like giving me like lo-fi vibes. Like it yeah. reminds me of like an Avatar: The Last Airbender lo-fi playlist. Lo-fi playlist. Yes. A hundred percent. But no, it, was, it was like really such good. great themes, like the yeah. themes that like carried throughout. Um, it was just like again this blend of like and I think it's like speaks to the movie's theme of like um like Maylin who's trying to go her own way and like trying to like like you know she's ingrained herself in this sort of like hip hop like early 2000s like culture especially as like a Canadian like teenager and then it's like her mother who like granted like we're not actually sure when um, the Lee family, like, emigrated to Canada. Yeah. But, like, it's still clear, obviously, like, they keep their family temple, and that's, like, what the family does. They're very tied to their own, like, more traditional, like, Chinese culture. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, again, the way that these two worlds blend, like, through, like, musically and then also, like, visually, I thought was, like, so, like, it was just, like, so great. Um, yeah. And it was just, like, fun to see, like, these, like, tensions, like, play out, and yet blends so harmoniously and you know what what made that easy quote-unquote to like digest as a consumer the color palette <laughs> you put your color palette <laughs> go on tell me <laughs> because obviously the movie's called turning red and may is red and every, you know like the temple is red the red panda obviously is red and you have like these like moments where like the culture very much accepts the red. However, and red have, is like a, a consider like oh, that's lucky color. Yeah, lucky yeah. color and in Chinese culture. Jane R. King says that too. Yes. <laughs> um, but then on the other side of that, you have the mom who obviously is very culturally um, aligned. You have her mother and her aunts also like you know like you're not gonna look at them and say oh they're like the opposite of the culture. No, because. Like every like everything within, like within the temple is red. They are green. So it's like yeah. while these are opposing colors, like they are harmoniously aligned. Like you're you're looking at them and you're not. Um, you don't think of them as opposites, but like mm. you have you, they are. So um, it's like you have like May, who is quote unquote the odd one out within like the aunts and the mom. But that just because she's the odd one out doesn't mean she actually is out of the whole sphere. She's part of the culture, too. And she is actually the one that's, quote unquote, turning red. Well, I think it's interesting because, again, they were all red at one point, too. But because they denied their inner Mm -hmm. panda, they have stuck with the green. Meanwhile, Maylin is the only one who embraces that inner panda, that inner, like, you know, quote unquote, beast, that red. Yeah. So I think it is like, yeah, it is part of the culture. It's just like they have sort of like turned off that side of themselves mm-hmm. while she fully embraces yeah. it. Yeah. They're oh, honoring. Th- yeah. yeah. They're like honoring the red differently. Whereas mm-hmm. May is the red. Yes. It's, it's like a weird, not a weird, it's like a really beautiful nod to like being third culture and like what that actually means within mm. the diasporas and like the meaning of your cultural heritage where it's like Amen to that. a lot of people, parents, I'm looking at you. <laughs> will see their kids as like oh my god they're so different they're so distant from my culture but that's not true you no. know like this movie and like the color palette and may's decisions and may's personality brings that full circle where it's like there it's not different it is the culture like we're all here for the same reason we all love the same things if we're like we love our heritage and if we're all practicing and like honoring it and like truly like make it part of ourselves like why are people denying that of us that was my favorite part of the movie. No. <laughs> I 
love it. Actually, there was the thing. It's funny though because I was gonna mention. Speaking of color palette, uh-huh. the Friends, Miriam. Oh my God, the Friends. Yeah, Maria and Abby. They have their own color schemes too. Yes, and I think it's so funny because her mother, like Ming, is the disapproves the most of Miriam. Miriam, whose color palette is green. It's green. Oh my God. Yes, I literally thought about that for a second while I was watching it, and then I was like. Nah. But now that no. you're saying it, I'm like, oh my God, wait, so validating. That's so true. <laughs> but no, but I mean, like, you're right. Like, you make an, you raise an excellent point. Maybe I, that was done purposely. Yeah, and I then you so. have Priya, who's like yellow. And also, shout out to Matreya Ramakrishnan, who um, love voices her. her. She did an amazing job. We um, love Davy. We love Davy. <laughs> we love Priya. And Davey's then my queen. Abby, who's like fucking. I oh my god, Abby. that's just so fucking badass. Um, and her color scheme is, I would say, more purple. Purple pink, yeah. Purple pink. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to throw that in there. No, yeah, I loved it. I think that it, the movie itself did a really good job of like character development. And we talk about this often. I don't think we talk about it in every episode, but we talk about it often that like character, like development and character design is, is, is everything. Like if you can't, yeah, if you can't distinguish the different characters, if like the characters don't feel like a person or like identified within themselves, they are not really serving a purpose to the story. And like in this movie, everyone, including May, which is often not the case with main characters, like the main character story is for them to quote unquote find themselves. They are, they start off as themselves and they end as themselves. Mm -hmm. And I, even, even if there's changes along that way, but like we, we see it with like the friends, we see it with May, we see it with Ming and even Jin. So um, I just think it's really beautiful that on top of them each having like their own storyline and like specific things, they all have on top of that their own color palettes. Yeah. And then like with their costuming, I was just like, because I like, want to also bring up like the fact of the early 2000s culture. Like I like it's like the choker necklaces, the oh my beanies, God, the, the little earrings that yeah. like look like they came straight out of Claire's. Yeah. Also the stick on earrings. Yeah. The stick on earrings that May yeah. wears. And that's her own little act of rebellion because it's clear like she's the only one of the friends that yeah. like doesn't have an ear piercing. Yeah. Um, and then it's like she takes them off as soon as she's going back home with her mom. And I thought that was a great representation, mm-hmm. actually, of okay. like her rebellion is yeah. that like she's like when she's with her friends, when she's like doing the panda hustle, like when she's herself, like she's putting on these stick ons. Yeah. And then like as soon as she's back with her family, she sort of has to take them off, sort yeah. of like go back to the dutiful daughter yeah. role. Um, and, and then you see the reverse of that when she's panda, like she has to make sure her mom doesn't know that she's panda outside of the temple. Yeah. You know, like she shakes off her ears so yeah. much and like that motive of like her taking the earrings off and her shaking off her ears. I think that's the same. It's like, like casting. Yeah. Itself. Like casting off like the true like self yeah. or like family, like being accepted. That's actually like a really neat parallel. I hadn't noticed that when oh. I was watching, but yeah, you're absolutely right. Like yeah. I definitely like, yeah, you see the connection there. Yeah. I thought that was really cool. Um, the animation style. Wait, that was a real parallel. Um, Did we yeah, and I think Toronto? it. Um, we can do that after. Okay. And then we'll do. But with animation style, I did want to mention because there was this like one scene. Yeah. Um, in the movie, and granted, it's such a small moment, but I was just like, "Damn, that's a Pixar movie." Where like the grandma stands up, and you can see the water and the glass rippling oh my God. from her movement, and I was like, "Oh my God, it looks like a real glass of water." The water. It was Dude. like uncanny. It happened a lot with this movie where I was like, I kept forgetting that this was fully animated. Like I was like, "What? Like why am I just so okay being in this atmosphere environment?" But the, I think the animation style in this movie was absolutely insane, and like that was. Like I mentioned earlier, my initial thoughts was, like, how stunning it was. Yeah. yeah. It really was, like, gorgeous. I Like, one thing that really stuck out to me and I just thought was so beautiful was, like, the irises, especially Mei Lin's. Okay. Like, it was, like, you could see the brush strokes in her yeah. eyes. Even though, like, you know, it's, like, CGI and, like, it's not, like, realistic. Yeah. But I thought it was, like, so beautiful, like, so impressionistic. It's just, like, yeah. you see, like, this, like, liveliness in her, like, eyes. Yeah. That I thought was really neat. And then it's, like, Mei Lin, like, had moments where her irises looked almost red. Yeah. And I was, like, oh, my God, her inner panda that she's, like, keeping locked up in there uh-huh um and yeah it was just like those subtle little things that like seeing it on the big screen were a lot clearer than you know like seeing it like on, on my your, computer yeah on your yeah tv with like the sun glare and whatever yeah no i think that also 
everyone looked so squishy and huggable. Oh my gosh. And like, it, it was just really fun to like, see that style too. i just love the character design and also the body diversity okay and like the character designs yeah. like everybody looked different like from the aunties which by the way i was obsessed with we gotta have a whole section dedicated they're incredible to i love them um like the aunties like jane maylin the the friend group like all the girls like have different body types and it's just like you know everyone's like it's like not a thing it's just like very like i don't know like, it feels, like, true to life, and it just feels, like, it's just, like, so nice to see in an animated movie where I feel like a lot of them, no shade to a particular sister mm-hmm. animated company, mm-hmm. who, that's, like, you know, feels like copy-paste of, like, character designs yeah. and body shapes, yeah. but and then in Turning Red, it's just, like, everyone is, like, an individual. True, yeah. And even, and I think it's really cool at the end of the movie when you see the parallel with all of them with the red hair. Yeah. Because, like... I don't know. I just thought it was, it's like you're taking all these different characters and you're all giving them the same characteristic all of a sudden. And like, they're still so, they wear it differently, all of them. Yeah. So I don't know. I thought that was like a cute little moment. It's funny because like, for me, I felt like May was the only one that really rocked the yeah. red hair compared to 100%. the rest of them. 100%. And then I also think, and maybe and that's just so purposeful. Yeah. I think another thing that goes hand in hand with the animation style and like how vivid it all was, was the editing which oftentimes I feel like the editing takes like a backseat to animation. But in this one, it was so crisp and so um, like fast paced that like I, Mm. it felt a little bit out of place in an animated movie. I'm like, this feels like an action movie. And all we're doing is chopping vegetables. Oh my gosh. That scene. Oh, like like Jin in general, like I'm gonna, we have to have a whole. I know we're gonna talk about Jin, but like, yeah, that cooking scene really did feel like something super intense, high yeah. stakes, um, and it's so beautifully cut. And then there's like the sequences, like you know, the final sequence with like um, the pandas like fighting, mm-hmm. and then like when May first pandas out at school, oh. and like that whole sequence having her, her running around town and back mm-hmm. home, mm-hmm. and it's just and her like little pink uh, puff. Yeah, that pink, pink puff. puff. Yeah. And it's like, I actually love how that thing was styled because yeah. I was like, is that like corporate? It looked like little pieces of fluff, like, and yeah. not just like smoke. Yeah. I was exactly. like, what is it? What is it made of? It looks like, yeah, exactly. Oh my God. What is it made of? What is it made of? That's uh, the question. It felt like cotton candy. It lo- yeah, it did. It yeah. like definitely gave that impression. Yeah. But, um. Yeah, I give my flowers to the editing and the animation in this because it's so unique. And again, like, I can't imagine being Disney and spending the amount of time and money it took to make this movie and then being like, it's okay if we release this straight to streaming. Yeah. Like, I don't, I, that still perplexes me. And if anyone knows the answer to this, I would love to know. And I know the answer is not COVID-19. By the way, um, the budget for this was $175 million. That's a total that's a normal Pixar budget. We were just talking about this with yeah. Soul. No, yeah. So like imagine Soul was that. 150. You know what I mean? Like, and you can tell the $25 million difference. I wonder how much it's gonna make while it's in theaters now. As of so now, far. the box office, and I think this is from either like whatever if it got like a limited theatrical release, like maybe from like I don't think so. I El think Capitan it's from or, now. Or Disney Plus, it says twenty point one million, which is I like I think it's from now. That's yeah. like an opening weekend. Yeah. Because we're recording this a day after it's it's been theatrically released so um, maybe but i mean that's crazy if like already it's made 20 million um i think it's pretty standard no well Usually no, box like 20, box offices are like 100k no elemental elemental made um 27 oh, yeah. opening weekend, weekend and that was the low. whole weekend yeah. yeah that's true so who well, knows that's we'll what i'm see. thinking maybe this one is the same you know it's still it'll, end up, it'll end up being that like way like 20 yeah we'll see we'll find out we'll like, fi- yeah um, we'll update you on a later episode what it, it ended up making if that number even changed. Um, what did you feel about this movie being San Toronto? Have you ever been to Toronto? Do you have any? <laughs> I have relatives in Toronto. I'm oh, really? Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, some like cousins on my mom's side. Um, but I don't know that I've actually been. I think I've visited. I've definitely visited Montreal, Quebec. I love Montreal. No, I yeah, I haven't been to Toronto, but Toronto, <laughs> I have a weird thing with Toronto because have you seen the movie? Um, it's called What If with Daniel Radcliffe and um, Zoe Kazan. Oh, 
Oh, I remember. That was like that rom-com they did. Anyway, I By the way, let's put Daniel Radcliffe in a rom-com. Let's put Specifically with Quinta Brunson. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, I want to scream. It's what he wants. It's what the people want. It's what he wants. It's what I want. That's all that matters. Um, let's yeah. We should just please someone please do it. But anyway, what if came out in 2013? And I remember like wanting to watch it so bad. Did it take place in Toronto? It took place in Toronto. Hmm. And since I watched that movie, which by the way I drove myself. That was one of the first times I drove by myself to go to the little red box at the CVS next to my hmm. house to put my new debit card in that I had just gotten with my first dance teacher job. I made $45 a week, so I had Sick. $45 to spend on Redbox. And That's I, like a lot by today's No, it's standards. a lot. No, it's a lot. And then I got my little What If DVD, and then I ran back home and watched that nonstop for about a day and a half. I was like, wow, this is movie so cool. Toronto is so cool. So I've been obsessed with Toronto ever since. So I was really excited when this movie was taking place in Toronto. I was like, finally, more cute Toronto movies. Like, I need to see what people – I want to go there. I want to go to there. No, I, like, loved the city, like, vibes of it. But then also, I just, like, loved, like, seeing, I don't know, it was just, like, the quote-unquote extras of the movie, like, yeah. the background, like, yeah. people, like, look, again, speaking of diversity, it was just, like, again, it felt like, just, like, like, I don't know, I love the diversity of a city, and I feel like in animated movies, you don't really get that, and in this yeah. movie, they really took a, like, a chance, like, not a chance, but, like, they took the time to, like, sort of, like, get to see, like, these different characters. Like, again, I was just, like, the r- diversity of, like, ethnicities, religions, like, the fact of, like, mm-hmm. people wearing, like, hijabs again. Yeah. And, like, more than once. And yeah. I feel like in movies, it's just, like, okay, one and done. Right. And then, like, um, there was, like, a Sikh, the Sikh um, security guard at the school. Oh, my God. Loved him. Yo, like, he had, he and Ming had, like, the yeah. rivalry of the century. Yeah. That poor man was just trying to do his job. He, he was great at it, too. He got her off. Yeah. <laughs> for the most part. Um, but, no, that is so true. Like, comparing this to, like, a Ratatouille that takes place in Paris. Yeah. And, like, you're not really in the world of Paris. You see the Eiffel Tower here and there, and you see, like, all the restaurants and the lights. But, like, yeah, like, as far as, like, the people go and, like, the way that, like, the, the, the outside scenery is, like, okay, great, you're on the riverbank, and, okay, great, you're in this cute little apartment with the great windows. You know what I mean? But, like, you don't get that sense that you got in this one about Toronto which I there's so many moments in this movie where you can see the CN Tower which is like it like you see that and you automatically know Toronto funny I don't know it just like had some so many nods to the city that it was like I, Canadian representation right exactly there exactly that I feel like as I feel like I was a Torontoan yeah. or Canadian I would really love and appreciate that so I'm glad that they put it in there no and I think it's actually really cool again Dami she is from Toronto Oh, like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, and so, like, the fact that she's able to, like, include, like, you know, her hometown in this, and it's, like, again, like, li- having that live thing, I wonder what it was like, one, for her to make it and, like, include these details from her life, and then also, because I think, like, you know, like, I think she was also, like, growing up in this era, like, so I think yeah. it's literally from her childhood yeah, yeah, experiences. Yeah, no, 100%, yeah. yeah. Um, and again, like, I wonder what it's like for people in her life that grew up with her, like, seeing how she's, like, sort of depicted Toronto, yeah. Yeah. you know, like, through this lens of, like, her, like, her youth, so. Yeah, especially with, like, the whole early 2000s culture. I think they did a really good job of that in the movie. So it's, like, I wish I could relate to it a little bit more. I know, but I, again, I loved it. It was, like, one of those things where I was, like, it's not my thing to recognize, but I love that I can tell that it's, like, an inside yeah. thing. Yeah, 100%. Like, it's, like, again, like, I love anything that has cultural specificity. Even if I do mm-hmm. not identify, I'm just, like, yeah. now I know. Now I learned about, like, all this stuff. 100%. But that's the thing. It's, like, I love that feeling of, like, wanting to, like, like no belong. Like, you know? Yeah. I love it. And, like, again, love Ratatouille. I'm not bashing on Ratatouille at all. But I don't get that with Ratatouille. I don't get the whole, like, oh, I want to be Parisian. But with this one, I'm all of a sudden, like, <laughs> wait, no, like. I want to be Torontoan. I want to be Canadian. <laughs> Canadian. <laughs> Who was your favorite friend out of um, May's friends? Um, I have to say Miriam really like because Aww. she like tried. She was like always the first one in the gang to yeah. try and comfort May. Yeah. She was the one like poor thing, like the one that her mom hated the most. And I feel like <laughs> I got to give her support for that. Yeah, I hated um, that. She likes to sing. She is a four townie to the max. And um, she took care of May's Tamagotchi. Yeah, Robert. Even though she was fully pissed at her. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that was so cute. That is true friendship, that you yeah. take care of your friend's Tamagotchi, even though you fully hate their guts at the moment. He that had, friendship yeah. was almost like... No, like, at, at that point, like, May had no redeeming qualities. I was like, ain't no way she just did that to her homie. Like, ride or die who? Ride or die what? I'm like, when did you come <gasps> up to mama? It's like, literally, no, like... literally. So it's like, are you going to pick your mom or your friends? And she... She picked her mom. Um, how about you? Who was your favorite of the friends? I really liked Abby. Oh my God. Abby, that was another animation moment I love where you could literally see her vibrating on the screen. She was <laughs> so excitement. emotional and so intense. And I, like, I always say that I, all my friends are difficult women. Abby is a difficult woman. I, I Abby her. is my friend. Which one of her friends did you relate to the most? Like, who, who do you think that you are within the dynamic? Um, Without going too deep. <laughs> no, I feel like I'm probably more of a Malin. Okay. In terms of like, I totally see that. I was thinking about that in the movie. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I like I want to be um, the Miriam to Alice Malin. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> We're grabbing hands. Um, but no. But I, in terms of just like, I really cared about doing super well in school. Yeah. Um, Super attached to my mom. Great. <laughs> like, maybe to <laughs> Like, not great degree. And then having a great group of friends that I love so much. Yeah. And that oh. I know I can always rely on. And being a total major fangirl and yeah. dork. And not giving a shit. Well, that was my thing. That I think that's what made me um, way more Miriam than a mainland, per se. Is that, like, I was like, oh, Miriam... Miriam burnt that CD. You know? I was like, she's, <laughs> she's on a whole... She's, like, sit at home sitting up like listening to the radio ripping cds and off of it like i she's on she's doing something and like whatever she's doing that's what i want to do oh yeah i loved miriam miriam that's why yeah. miriam's my favorite of the friends <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's like it's i think it's so honestly unique what this movie says about friendship and what it does with friendship because even in movies where there isn't uh quote unquote love a love um like a romantic like interest rom yeah romantic interest like in moana um or yeah like in a moana or um or frozen when you like look at it like mm. without christoph like well christoph is such a <laughs> well, if you forget about christoph who's in the movie yeah christoph is just such a b-plot when it comes to just like the girlhood of yeah it all. it's not like the focus like yeah. the romance is like it's very yeah. much it's very much a budding romance it's not what you're depending the movie on yeah is what, how i feel about christoph but um i don't know i feel like pixar doesn't do hasn't up until this point hasn't done a good job of like friendship and cementing that those dynamics where it's like I know we're about to talk about Toy Story. <laughs> I'm glad that you knew what, what I was no. about to like. Because Toy Story is a friendship that comes out of adversity. Mm. This is just a friendship that comes out of pure, pure love. Yeah. And I don't think that Pixar had done that until now. Like, think about Cars. No, think about Toy Story. You're right. No, you're um, absolutely right. It's like friendship. Ratatouille. That, yeah. Literally even, friendship you know? that comes from adversity. I know. I love the fact that it's pre-established friendships. Yeah. It's like... And we don't even know why they're friends. We don't even know how long they've been friends. We just are presented the fact that they're friends and we accept the fact that they're friends and we love and we root for their friendship throughout the whole thing. The only thing I'm rooting for from beginning to end is their friendship. Yeah. That's like the main goal. And like, that was like, again, like that was like a reason for like staying grounded as the Panda or like as herself. Yeah. Like against the Panda, it was like literally her thinks fantasizing about how much she loves spending time with her friends. Yeah. And like, it's just like, you have these <laughs> cute moments that are like always just so affectionate with each other, whether it's hugging each other yeah. or singing together or doing their little password or like lusting after an unsuspecting cashier at the Daisy yeah. Mart. Daisy Mart. Like, it's just like these mo again, it's like the moments that like add up to a friendship. Yeah. And like the fact that, yeah, there are moments where it's like you've thrown your friend under the bus. That's fucking That's bad. Fucking bad. But at the same time, like Maylin still went back to them. Like she could have just enjoyed the concert, quote unquote, on her own. But she had to go back to them because she was like, I need to apologize. That was really fucked up of me. And she stood up to her mother and like straight she up said, I was the one that lied. My friends had nothing yeah. to do with it. They're not to blame. I love my friends. I love who I am as yeah. a result of being friends. But like, she also went back to them knowing that they were going to take her yeah. back. You know, and I think that that bond is so underrepresented and overlooked. Yeah. So uh, underrepresented and overlooked. Underrepresented. I just said that shit. It's okay. <laughs> I, I was going to make it a thing in terms of like, I, like that's how we should say it from now on. Yeah, honestly, it I, sounds I, way better. Honestly, that's probably how I say it half the time. It's, um, and it sounds good. <laughs> it sounds right. 
but um fucking represented that's not yeah, a word exactly. represented <laughs> is the, the proper like terminology yeah here. it's a proper conjunct no, no um, it's a, conjugation it's conjugation. a conjugation <laughs> like conjuntivitis is pink eye <laughs> The way I was also thinking of conjunct- <laughs> conjunctivitis. Um, um, but, okay, so, but friendship aside, even though, like, the sisterhood and womanhood of it all, like, like, I feel like it's, like, the segue to, like, the whole idea of, again, being, like, a young girl transforming into a woman, like, they straight up may- and so casually make references to periods. And I feel like, I say it, even though I barely brushed over the word, yeah. to periods, menstruation like yeah. that is just something that's brought up like it's a brought up often like in like this like 15 minute span of the movie when like they think every like everyone thinks that Maylin's gotten her first period and like it's like the mention of pads tampons oh like cleaning your petals mm-hmm. like I was mm-hmm. like I was just like this isn't a Pixar this isn't an animated is Pixar this? movie yeah. um the ibuprofen and the heating pad yeah and, and the like and the tea to ease cramps because it's like oh to loosen your and it's like no nope. nope um to relax your yeah nope <laughs> um, yeah i don't know yeah i just thought it was like an interesting thing but it's like the idea of like womanhood in this like terms of physical like puberty like and like again like the panda also represents that in like the like metaphorical sense of like oh she's smelly all of a sudden oh she's really horny yeah. like ow yeah. <laughs> horny that part was funny. um you know and it's just like all these changes in your body you get hairier and I love how like the red panda is like a visual representation of like the madness and the swirling like you know turmoil of yeah. that like hormones and puberty yeah. like puts you through but then there's also like the sort of like more symbolic like emotional things about mm-hmm. womanhood or like experiences in which they're like talking about like they need to go to this four town concert yeah because it's like gonna be their transition like we need to enter womanhood yeah like what was the quote like you remember it better yeah. than i do we're gonna walk in girls and walk out women yeah like is that not iconic like did you not say that when you were little I I know I did. It was just like these big moments, like, or these seemingly big moments that feel like rites of passage and growing up. Yeah. So I love that there's these two sides that there's like the more physical, like part of growing up. Yeah. Um, and it's like the shitty, annoying parts, but then also the fun parts of growing up. Right. Where it's like these cool experiences, like concerts, boy, girl parties. Yeah. (laughs) That was funny too. (laughs) Um, crushes. And I just feel like I loved, like, again, like I keep on, mentioning like this is a girlhood movie but it's like a young adulthood movie yeah um and and uh, again like a big part of that not so subtly transitioning to the main conflict of the movie which is between Mei Lin and her mother Ming I think they did a really good job of making Mei Lin quote-unquote two different characters like who she is in front of her mom and who she is Mm. in the real world and then like the mother-daughter conflict at some point just surpassed the Maylin May conflict and that's really when it like everything kind of kicked off for me I think where like May has Maylin has to like assimilate these two sides of herself and be one either like who she mm. is and then who she is as Panda and like having that be one person and then on top of that being that person in front of her mother yeah and like it did a really good job of like seamlessly telling that throughout the plot and it was like, I think I mentioned earlier with my friend Alex, I think that's when she was she started crying the most was mm-hmm. like when it was like so it was very obvious from the beginning that it was like going to be a mother daughter conflict story. I mean, it's the very first thing, like yeah. the very first shot of the movie is her like kneeling before her parents, <laughs> like honor your parents. Yeah. On and then it's New like Year. a whole montage of like family photos, but specifically with her and her mom yeah. doing fun, like bonding activities. Yeah apart from just honoring your mother, it's like she and her mom are like best friends. And she says it so often, like you are your mother's pride and joy. Stop being so reckless. Yeah. This girl literally beats herself up over it. (laughs) No, literally like turns Panda crashes herself into a wall, slaps herself in the face. Yeah. It's like, yeah, this is not who your mother (laughs) raised. (laughs) And again, she's just 13. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure to put on yourself at that age. Yeah. So, um, I don't know 
yeah, I don't know. If but it's like, I think it also makes it clear that, again, like, it's because she's fighting these two sides of herself the side that wants yeah. to have fun with her friends, that wants to, like, go listen to, like, Four Town and go, go to, to concert, karaoke. Go to karaoke. Yeah. Like, have all this fun, go to parties. And then the side of her that actually likes hanging out with her mom, that likes doing her duties, like, yeah. at the temple and, like, she honoring does her like culture. That. Yeah. Like, she genuinely does enjoy that. And, like, by the end, we see that's, like, those both sides of her life she's been able to reconcile, yeah. which is, like, I love beautiful yeah I think it's great and like again it's like it's about how to like again reconcile these two parts of yourself but also like because her mom is like in a way like the antagonist because it's her mom who's yeah. the one who's having trouble letting go yeah and like in a very ladybird type of way like Malin is upset sad and uncomfortable being her quote-unquote true self in front of her mother yeah on, and like getting her mother to accept that is that turmoil is that like conflict and i feel like we have all like in a way been sort of through that where it's like your parent makes these comments not like thinking yeah. of you one way and then it's like well actually like i do like four or like i do like that music or actually i do like doing those things or actually i really do like that person i don't like that you're mm -hmm. talking, talking about, about yeah. yeah yeah and it's just like like those things where it's just like you come to realize like you know i am my parents child but i am not their clone I'm, yeah I, like i am my own person despite being raised like however they decided to raise right. me but yeah exactly but like in any typical mother-daughter conflict specifically in this one the problem has it the problem is when maylin asks her mom to recognize that she's a different person yeah so to see her to like part of it is letting go of what you quote unquote want your child to be, but it's also letting go of who you think your child is. So it's like, yeah, we see it when like, um, when they're both in the red panda forest where she's like, where the mom is like, Oh, I'm like, I'm never going to be perfect. I'm not good enough. But the mom had to let go of those feelings in order to fully accept me for herself too. Yeah. Because, if she was just always thinking about how she's inadequate, obviously she'd want May to be quote unquote better than her, but that's exactly the same positive feedback of this like negative bullshit. Yeah. From. And it's like, again, it's like the multi-generational like sort of like, tr like not trauma, like. Yeah. Yeah. But something there. It's, it's just, just like girlhood. the multi-generational. Yeah. It's just like <laughs> multi-generational like conflicts that like get brought to the surface in the present. Um, though I'm glad that you brought up that forest scene because I okay. loved it. Like the fact that first of all, it's like I just like loved like the visuals in that scene of like seeing May come across her mother, like more or less the same age as her, mm -hmm. like a little older. Yeah, a little older, like maybe and then literally 15. like walking her through like life again. It's yeah. like you see her growing up yeah. and sort of like helping her find herself again. Yeah, like coming back to like the woman she is now and not the insecure girl that she was like feeling that she had her mother's disapproval. And, like, I feel like it's, again, that moment where, like, May finally sees that, oh, like, my mom went this, through the same thing as me now. Yeah. yeah. And, like, that this is just, like, sort of, like, that pain from the past, like, that she's, like, sort of projecting into the present on right. to me. Yeah. Um, and then another moment in the forest. Did you notice this with the ancestor, the one who started the panda yeah. power, Sun Yi? Yeah. That the first time. Beautiful that, character design. Yeah, love. I loved her, especially her red panda form. I just yeah, like, so like, I don't know why. The little eyelashes and the tiny, tiny nose. And her little, so like, cute. like, her little, like, muzzle. It was just, like, uh -huh. very smiley. Yeah. But, like, so the cool. first time we see her, like, Sun Yi, it's like, she sort of, like, almost looks, like, very, like, just stone face. Like, very, yeah. like, she's, like, not frowning per se, but she doesn't no. look happy. She looks a little disheartened. Yeah, disheartened. She's just like, just maybe lightly disappointed. Just, but okay. it's just like, at, at first, so it was like interesting because that was like the first time she was about to like, you know. Yeah, cross. Separate her. Separate, yeah, cross yeah. and separate herself from the panda. And then when she comes back again, when Malin makes a choice, no, I'm actually going to like, I don't know mm -hmm. what's going to happen now, but I want to keep my red panda. So yeah. she was like full on smiling yeah. this time. She's That's like, so yes, true. finally, someone has kept the gift. Yeah, I didn't clock that, but you're so right. It was just like, oh, wow. Like the difference. Because at first I was just like, oh, I guess ancestors are just serious. Like serious. That. Yeah. But, but like, no. no, it was like the disappointment of her descendants. It's very much her being like removing their power before. Yeah. And also like when you think about it, it's. Malin, her mom, her grandma, all of her grandmas 
sisters and all of her grandma's friend like like the aunties. all of her grandma's yeah all of her grandma's sisters and then all of those sisters daughters as well all have had to go through this so like Sunyi has really done this hundreds of times over the last hundreds of years yeah and it's like sort of like the disappointment of like what i thought was a blessing to yeah. my family has now become as they it's say seen, in the movie an inconvenience yeah it's seen as an inconvenience and even malian's like this is a curse yeah <laughs> And it's like sort of the thing is like that you as an ancestor like hope to pass down something good to your descendants. Yeah. And then it's like interesting to see that it's like, you know, finally someone from the family sees it as a gift again. Right. And realizes that there is power. And like the whole idea of that, like Red Panda that like they've tell in the story of Sunyi is that it was like she was able to protect her family. Yeah. She was able to like, you know, be like a strong, larger than life, like sort of thing. And I love, like, the idea of, like, you know, again, unleashing your inner panda, like, being, letting yourself be larger than life, being able to do what you need to do to protect yourself, your family, like, I think it's, like, very, like, much, like, you're, like, you know, representative of your inner power. Mm-hmm. Um, Literally a spirit animal. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to bring that up when you said the forest, and I was like, oh, my God. The no, singing. that seems incredible. Um, no, that's so true. But then we have to bring up, like... This has been very female-centric, but we got to bring up a real one, a real G. Yeah. Jin. We love him. Maylin's dad, Ming's husband, um, who is very much portrayed as, like, a background character throughout most of the movie. Yeah, he's very much gets shafted to the sidelines. He, like, his opinion doesn't really matter in the family. Not even really. He gets shut down constantly. Yeah. He's told to pick up shit, but he is a bomb-ass cook. Yeah. That's for fucking sure. Yeah. Um... And even he expects perfection from Maitland. I think that's important to note, too. Like, how when she made the bowels, and he was like, perfect. She yeah, goes, he, yes. Yeah, exactly. You know? He gives her that validation. He feeds into yeah. this loop of, like, the need for perfection. Yeah, exactly. Like, But no, I, but I do love that scene between them where he finds the videos of her oh, as the a red panda camera. with her friends yeah. having fun. And he's just like, you know, like, whatever you decide to do, like, just know that like the side of you is made me laugh yeah like i actually love this side of you like you should not yeah. be ashamed of this side of you yeah just and, don't like, hide it whole, from us like and he like basically is the one that shares like the message of this film that it's just like look like it's not about hiding the ugliness of yourself it's about making room for it you shouldn't deny who you are it's yeah. just like accepting and like living with it learning yeah. to live like yeah. that not all of you is gonna be pretty yeah like you know and like Damn, I can I can relate. Like I like, and it's taken some time, at least for me. Like being like, you know what? There are a lot of parts of me that are not that great, but like, you know, yeah. It's just like, damn, got to accept like the like good and bad. It's like they're all part of you. It's just about how to live with it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And even like how they both talk about the red panda. Like May is like at the beginning, she's like, I'm a monster. This is a monster. Mm-hmm. And even in that scene, I think she says the word monster too. Yeah, but. Jin, the way he refers to the red panda, it's like it's a gift. And um, how he talks about when the mom turns into <laughs> a red panda, he was like, it was incredible. She's incredible. Yeah. Like, he's just in so, like, he's in, in awe. awe. Yeah. And, like, truly amazed by, like, the quote unquote power of girlhood and womanhood that, like, That's he's truly just such a freaking her. ally. He like, really we is. love him. We love Jin. I and think this he house. was just a great character, even though, like, he didn't get enough. And I wish we had seen more. I want him to get his own spinoff. Yeah, or that would be a great. Pixar short. Or he deserves his own short. A show, a show, a, sh- a cooking show on. J- oh, oh my god. god! Are you listening, Pixar? <laughs> Give Jin a, this? P- a cooking show on Disney Plus. Give Jin a cooking show on Disney Plus. <laughs> the subscriptions would skyrocket. I would tune in every week. Have you read Lessons of Chem- in- Lessons in Chemistry? No, but I've watched Lessons. <laughs> Give in me chemistry. supper at six. With Jin. Oh, my God. Please, I will cook. I will learn how to cook if he teaches me. That would be the most epic crossover. Wow, that was crazy. Um, <laughs> Another transition. Speaking of allies, um, uh-huh. okay, even though it wasn't explicit in this, I yeah. do love the fact that it was, like, low-key queer-coded. Oh, it's very queer-coded. Like, I that scene at the party with, like, Priya and that one goth girl. Oh, like, my God, yes! And it's just, like, this sort of, like... And at first, it's, like, you know, you think, oh, it's just, like, two girls dancing. And then it's no. just, like, the three, like, you know, the three, like, May, Abby, and Miriam just sort of giving that nudge-nudge yeah. to the like, universal, a. like, a like, right. girls getting with the person she likes i was like yeah. okay yeah and i like, see you movie even in that party scene there was like two different times where no not two different sorry there was this one moment where like priya said something and then it immediately cut to the goth girl 
So it's like, I don't know, it kind of links the two characters. Yeah, like you know, it was like, like visually. They were like listening cues. to each other. They were like engaged with what was happening in the they room. They were vibing. You know, they were vi- it was a vibe. It was a vibe. No, for sure. And then also Miriam is very queer coded. And like in a way that like maybe isn't like the necessarily like the fun part of queer characters in movies where like the mom is like, that Miriam girl, she's weird. I don't like her. Uh, um, literally. Why don't you like her? It's like. Because she's it's, queer. Yeah, like literally speaking, say the quiet part out loud, why yeah. don't you? Just say it. You talked enough about her anyway. But then I thought it was so interesting because then all four of them, and I'm just like, maybe it's just like that age where it's just like, yeah, we're lusting after the most like feminine looking dude yeah. that we can find. Also, yeah, I think that's just because like age. it was just like I love those scenes where they were just like openly like just obsessing over these boys. But again, like the most like femme like boys. Yeah. Like there's the guy at the Daisy Mart with his, like <laughs> hat and the earrings. Granted, like yeah. I don't think that means anything. But then like Four Town, like Four those Town. pretty boys. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I just, like, I thought that was, like, I it was, even though it was, like, very low-key and subtle, I was just, like, yep, like, two of those girls are coming out. One is going to be, like, I'm just, like, it made me think of that meme of, like, every friend group was to have, like, one lesbian, one bi person, the token straight, and then, like, um the non-binary, like, friend who, like, just fucks mm-hmm. shit up. Literally. That, and I was just, like, literally assign your characters. No, it, yeah, I it was a great dynamic and they're super cute. And I, yeah, I love, I the, love the queer coding. What would you rate this movie? I honestly, like, is this my first time that I'm going to rank something a 10? I don't know. I think I'm giving this a 10. Wow. Like, honestly, like in terms of just like what an animated movie should be, just like wow. fun, like suspending the laws of physics, like, and yet having it's such a heartwarming story, like, and, like, on multiple layers mm-hmm. that just, like, hinges, like, again, like, the yeah. character's journey, like, her relationships with, like, her family, her friends, and the soundtrack that's just, like, rocking. Like, I'm yeah. obsessed. Like, we were coming out of that theater being, like, this song is catchy, catchy AF. Yeah. Yeah. We, oh, Alex and I listened to it on the way home when I was dropping her off at our car. But nobody... Like, like you, you. friends and I have buddies. So yeah, it's, it's a ten for me. <laughs> I love you. Oh, absolutely a ten. I think that like I felt identified the entire movie. I saw my friends in it. I saw my family in it, and like that is so special. What am I gonna do? Rate it anything but a ten? Do you have an alternate title for this? Um, menstruation. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Period. Period. <laughs> How about you? I'm gonna go the Swifty way, and I'm gonna say red. Amen. Simple. Uh, turning red is honestly just such a great title, though. But I'm uh, since Simple, I mentioned myself being title. a Swifty, this is the second second Swifty title I have, I think, in a row at this point too. So red. So I got you. Yeah. What age do you think you would want to be to l- watch this movie? Eleven. Eleven. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's, a, like, a good age. Though I feel like I like my friend group, like, at 15, we would have fucking gone off for this movie. Oh, 100%. We, like, we probably would be, like, you know, unashamedly dancing in the hall singing the songs. Yeah. And then everyone in the rest of the school being like, shut the, the fuck up. Um, and they'd be right, too. Yeah. Obviously, because it would be obnoxious. You know but. what? Yeah, I'm, I see that because, like, I feel like the year that Wreck-It Ralph came out, that's when everyone I knew stopped wanting to watch these movies. And that's when I really realized that, oh, this is the only thing that makes me happy. <laughs> this this would have easily replaced that. Like, no doubt about it. And it has more for me to, like, in, involve in my life. Like, it has a soundtrack and it has these two songs that are original for it and things like that. So, um, who would you additionally cast in this movie? Huh. Mine, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like Sandra was perfectly cast. and I was, like, thinking it would have been cool if Billie Eilish had a role in this. Oh, that would have been cute. I think yeah. part of me was just like, did she do some vocals on this? But apparently not. No. Um, Yeah, I think, like, if Billie Eilish had, like, a role, like, okay. one of the kids in the school, or maybe even that goth girl, like. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would have loved to have just, like, a little cameo. Wouldn't need huh. to be a big role. I don't know who I would have added. Maybe like I, yeah, maybe like I could add a teacher. And oh my God, actually I'm going to make this 
I, I think I said this during elemental as well. Make Sofia Vergara a teacher. Why do they need to have a French teacher? Make it a Spanish teacher. Epa. I mean, I get why it's French because it takes place in Canada. Yeah, but, but um, yeah, you know, make it a Spanish teacher and put Sofia Vergara in there. Mm. I would love Sofia Vergara to do an animated movie. Can you imagine her instead of like that math teacher? Yeah. Like it would have been Sofia totally. Vergara being like, like, Ay, Dios mío. No, literally, like, why ¿Qué is this está pasando aquí? Why is this girl's mother yeah. bringing her pads to school? Yeah, yeah. Can't she just leave it in the secretary's oh. office like a normal person? Yeah. She'd be like, like, she'd turn around and be like, May, tell your mother. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I would love for that to be her. Um, but yeah, okay. Ultimate question. Does this movie have the frozen effect? Yes. <laughs> yeah i agree <laughs> like agree. the fact that so fun. the first time i saw it like i immediately watched it as soon as i finished i like went back and started it again yeah granted like this was in theaters now but like i definitely it definitely makes me want to just like rewatch some bits of it now okay. that i'm back home oh yeah no i know i you same i told you like i was listening to the song on my way back yeah. home like i yeah absolutely has the frozen effect and it's like, it's again, like, this is like not a song. This isn't like a musical with like a full soundtrack, but like the three songs that they did have, they fed. Yeah. They ate. They <laughs> left not a crumb. They ate. I ate. You ate. We all ate. Ate the animals. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you for joining us today while we talked about turning red. You should totally check it out in theaters before it's out. I think it's, this is the last weekend for it. And don't miss next week's episode where we go back to our scheduled Oscar nominations week. Um, this is going to be just after the Annie Awards. So um, I'm interested in seeing how that's going to turn out, the results. And check back in next week where we discuss um, and we return to our Oscar-nominated series Woo-hoo. to discuss what was one of the, arguably, not just the, one of the most popular animated movies of the year, but one of the most popular movies of the year in general. Um, hey. So don't miss it. Yeah. Be there or um, be square. And before we close out, Victoria, what would your spirit animal be? Oh, capybara. Oh, my if God. If I could turn into a capybara oh right here, right now. Oh, my goodness. Bro, you know I would. Yes. What about you? Um, I think a brown bear, because if I oh. could, I absolutely would hibernate. But I'm also a mama bear <laughs> so that will, nice. you know, that will scrap yeah. if I need to. Yeah. Oh, that is so too nice. I like that.